if you just notice, but maybe could probably be a little bit quieter because they're just auditioning some new acts for the cabaret night on Saturday. Have you seen that in the, oh, the is that room? today? Is that today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've booked out the uh, they booked out the other space and they're doing some good coffee. Something. I was just going to say, have you have you been? What have you heard? What have you heard, mate? Oh, it's like it's like Phoenix Knights oh going on in there. There's no there's no ping pong yeah. balls in there, are there? Well, oh, is that what that was? <laughs> I did see something roll out through the door, and I wondered oh, what dear. that was. But uh, don't, yeah, don't, that's touch don't don't touch them. Don't don't touch them. Don't touch them. Just leave them where they are. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. Um, but uh, I particularly the conjoined twins were good. Oh. <laughs> no, there must be some interesting, uh, interesting people. Uh, yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. It's really good, and that unicycle uh, lady was incredible. I, I don't know. I don't know how she fit that in a bag for a start. I didn't know where I, that was coming from. And I know. then when she started juggling, <laughs> I know like, juggling three Mini Coopers. Yeah, it was it, it was, was crazy. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they got them in the room, but it was yeah, good. No. Ken seems happy yeah. though, so that's all right. Oh, you're having a sip there. What are you drinking there? What have you got there? Oh, it's just a Ben Shaw's bitter shandy. Oh, Bench. Oh, you're showing your yeah. age there. It was shandy bass for me. Oh yes, yeah, shandy bass. Nice, yeah. Yeah. There's no beer in it, though, is there? I don't think so. But you obviously, no. whenever you were at some sort of like 80th birthday party, if you drank like mm. five of them. You'd run around pretending you're pissed at the age of ten. Yes, that's true. It was like a little placebo drink, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. What, what, what I'm pissed about. Me, I've got, got some. Um, got a cherry aid pan pop. Oh, I love those. Yeah, uh, very nice. What, I'm, I'm hoping my tongue goes red. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Ha- what are you on, James? Uh, I ordered a taste of summer, so I just got a nice little cream soda. Oh yeah, very nice. Oh, nice. Very, lovely, yeah. that's, very uh, refreshing. Nanny Locks. I say that actually. Drink, I don't. I don't like it at all. I think it's awful. That stuff. I, yeah, I it's horrible. It's really? disgusting. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Yeah, oh, I love it. Gross. Good. Well, um, speaking of auditions happening next door, um, just thinking about this, it'd be good. Have you had some horrific auditions over the I mean, years, Jet? It's it's part of an actor's repertoire to have bad mm. auditions. Yeah. Fresh out of drama school. Oh, no, I, I don't yeah. think I'd finished yet, actually. I think I had a couple of months left to finish. A couple of weeks left to finish, even. And I signed with my agent. And she'd seen on my Spotlight, Spotlight's the actor's directory, um, for yeah. anybody who's not well-versed. Um, every actor in the country's on there. And they have a link board on it, which is essentially like a notice board that cast directors put all of the um, all of the breakdowns, casting the breakdowns and stuff. And she'd seen, my agent had seen, that I'd put myself forward before I'd signed with her for the Dreamboats and Petticoats tour. Oh, yes. Excuse me, that cherry aid's gone straight through me. Um, yeah. Yes. So she said, oh, I've seen you, you've, you've put yourself up. Do you want me to get you in the room? I said, yeah, great, brilliant. So a few days later, I'm in the audition room and mm. I did, it was just some sort of generic song um, from Dreamboats of Petticoats. I can't remember what it was. Sang it pretty well. And yeah. then did a few sides um, from the from the, from the the script. Fine. Great. Yeah. Um, we're going to recall you. Can you pop into Pineapple Dance Studios tomorrow at nine o'clock in the morning? Oh, no. Uh, to which I said, yes, of course. I was 21 years old, of course. Yeah. I left the audition. It was at Bill Kenwright's office. It's in Maida Vale, they were. I don't think they're still, mm. they're still there. So I'm skipping down the road, you know, phone my agent straight away. I've got a recall. It's at Pineapple tomorrow. Yeah. She was like, right. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And then I rock up. Mm. 
to Pineapple Dance Studios just off St Martin's Lane in London. Yeah. Um, wearing a West Bromwich Albion football shirt, mm. a pair of shorts that I'd had since I was probably 15, some sports shorts, uh. um, a pair of football socks, yes. and just some like vans and stuff. And I'm like rocking up. <laughs> I literally, I remember getting off the bus like, I can't wait for this. It's going to be great. It's my first recall. doesn't matter. It's a dance recall. I'm not a dancer. Whatever. Get there. Go to the reception. Dream Birds and Petticoat dance recall. Yeah, yeah, cool. Upstairs. Go into the waiting room. And I just sort of stop dead. And everybody, leotards, <laughs> dance belts. Hairs in buns. Hairs in buns. Uh, the blokes. Jock straps. I've never seen men so tight muscly leggings. before in my life. Tight yeah. leggings. Hench lads. Really tight vests. And then before I kind of take in the whole moment, we're called in to the mm. to the audition room, and they all skip in like fucking gazelle, and I'm at the back like, <laughs> what, what going? What the hell am I doing here? And they're all doing their stretches, and the legs are up by their ears, and I'm like stretching my quad muscle, like, <laughs> stretch around the string, like, getting my shoulders going, like, yeah, so just in the corner, like, rolling a cigarette for after the audition. Oh, <laughs> no. doing it. And I swear, it was the worst half an hour of my life. Oh, God, You know, because yeah. they, at dance, I mean, I'm not a dancer, I've never said, I just think oh, it would be a good experience to go to this audition. And, yeah. you know, a dance audition, something that I hadn't known, is that when they teach you the dance that you're about to audition in front of the panel, they only go through it once. Yes. So you have to learn it in seconds. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, so how do I call? Oh, is that a part yeah. of Ball Ray there? And all that kind of stuff. Are we dropping yeah. the shoulder in? I'm like, okay, can and you go to, over that um, bit again? And then and they, they don't. And then that's it. Because just a word for anyone who does work in musical theatre uh, or is a commercial dancer. You know, I've done a, a couple of musicals over the years, either as an associate director, and I remember Bill Deemer, amazing choreographer, award-winning choreographer, does a lot on Strictly and has done so many big Western shows. And he was choreographing a, a brilliant musical at Regent's Park called The Boyfriend, yeah. Sandy Wilson uh, musical, very old school, very dancey show. And watching him work in close quarters, you know, with his extraordinary talented yeah. actor, dancer, singers, triple threats, as they're known in the industry, mm. the way how quickly they absorb information and take it on. It's an incredible skill. It's an incredible skill. But like, you know, the, the, oh, it was God, God no. no. The, the speed in which they picked it up. I mean, I'm, I'm standing there trying to get out as quickly as possible. They are picking up moves in record time with unbelievable amounts of precision in such a small amount of time. We're all put into threes and then we all have to kind of like oh go in front God, of the, the panel other two and do it. Imagine what they must have been thinking. Oh my God, it would have been horrendous. Yeah, it was It was a car crash. And I, yeah. I remember standing there kind of going, I am out of my depth. And I left yeah. and I didn't phone my agent and she phoned me the next day. How did it go? And I was like, did, did, did doctors want to see me for that? For that, for yeah. that episode, did they? So. For that, yeah, man in cast. I hope so. Um, but um, yeah, did bad. you... Uh, <laughs> Never did that um, Did you get cold? Did they, like, call out names or anything like that? Because no, they do that sometimes that, in they auditions do do that as well. Sometimes. No, it wasn't yeah. that bad, actually. Um, we all just sort of left. I have done an audition where they've done culling before, which yeah. is not nice at all. It's a horrible experience. And um, to bring the sort of sporting analogy for that in, I mean, everyone's got this experience, really, of being picked for a team at PE exactly. at school, you yeah, know, or a sporting yeah. team where you've got the multi-talented sports person who, 
you know, has been allocated captain and then they single-handedly go through everybody else watching and you know it's coming to you to be the last pick. Were you ever picked last for a football team? No, of course not. Of course no, not. not no, James, James, what about you? <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I was, I was a few times. <laughs> oh, there you go, James. Fair enough. One of us yeah. have got this. It's fine. I'm yeah. going to be humble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, soccer was never my strength. I did get near the end, but you were just so relieved to be the penultimate one, yeah. were you? Just not to be mm. the last pick. Yeah, yeah, very much But so. I think, I mean, it is a sporting thing as well, isn't it? Because, you know, you think... I don't know what a managerial interview is like in, in football or in any other sport, but mm. there's been a lot just recently, hasn't there, about um, academies and how many young players are taken on by some of these huge big clubs and mm. they're sold a dream, aren't they? And they feel that they could be the next big sporting superstar. Well, to jump and in on that, I'm, I'm, currently, get... I'm currently working for West Bromwich Albion you Academy. You are, of course, yeah. yeah. So what's that like? And when Trent, uh, I mean, it's it's fantastic. I'm I'm I love it. You know, yeah, working with all the players and all that kind of stuff, and meeting all the players is great. Um, but we were talking about it because it's Trent Alexander Arnold who kind of yes um, did some interviews about it and started an initiative about protecting academy footballers that are released, especially released. Yeah. We were chatting about it at work with some of the logistical managers at the academy and some of the managers of the under eighteen squad. They are just cut adrift. They are literally cut adrift and never spoken to again. And there is a duty of care, of course, if something was to go wrong. But yeah. in terms of their footballing careers, they are cut short. They're just, it's its done. And they don't know where else they're going to go. Their life has been given to them on a plate. I mean, the under 18s and 16s, they're treated like professional footballers. They have, yeah. wow. you know, coaches, they get their food delivered to them. They get taxis everywhere. They get a decent wage. They get a good education. Everything is given to them. So when they're yeah. cut adrift, if somebody at the development stage doesn't want this player anymore and doesn't think that they're good enough, they don't have the skills to go on and do what most people would say an 18-year-old could do at that age. You know, yeah. make a cup of tea or, you know, silly, you know, normal silly things like that. But they're, they're so underdeveloped in terms of, of, you know, where they should be either socially or kind of mature level wise because they just they've never experienced it we were we were yeah. chatting about it the other day it's been it's been crazy but yeah it's it's the same as that sort of theater thing and they were talking because they know i'm an actor as well they were saying is it as brutal with you and i'm like yeah i mean i had 15 rounds for everton 14 15 rounds if That's i got absurd. to if i got down to wow. 14th round and didn't get the job and they yes. didn't get any you know because we don't get feedback after time rob no, you know, no, you get no, 14 rounds, really you don't get any feedback. It's it's really hard. It's the same sort of thing. But yeah, it's it's, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Uh, it's a really interesting thing because as an actor who directs or a director who acts, I've been on both sides of the table and it's really fascinating the psychology about it because when you're an actor, you're going into that room and you get into that negative mindset where you think they've already given it out to somebody already. You know, they're only seeing you. They decided they like the guy who's just gone in before you. You've got no chance. And if you don't get the job, it's because you did something wrong mm. and you're not right for it. Or the person you're reading obviously didn't do. You can go into this whole invented mindset around things. But when you sat on the other side of the desk as a director, you're praying that everybody who comes into the room is brilliant. You want them to be fantastic. You want them to challenge you and make great decisions. They can help you inform your relationship to that part, to the text. So it's a really constructive experience. Then, you know, you might be getting to a stage where you want to offer them and then you're desperate thinking, oh, maybe they haven't got, maybe they've got another job already. Maybe they won't want to accept this. So you're feeling the vulnerable one. Yeah. And in most cases, 
certainly after any kind of recall stage, the process of actually casting someone is often about things that are totally beyond your control. You know, it might be that, look, we want to pick that lead female part, and so we're going to do that first. And when we've pointed that, then we'll look at the guys and see if there's any chemistry there and if they're a good match or they they match height-wise or, you know, whether they're going to look good together and how they're going to pair up this family look or whatever it might be. So it's very rarely ever to do with something you could have controlled at that stage. There's a whole lot of other factors that come involved in it. That's something that... um... Everything that Robert has just said, if you're an aspiring actor or an actor going through a rough patch, I think it's the main thing to remember, really, isn't it? When you're in an audition room. You know, that there's so many different factors um, that goes to making a decision um, at creative level and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's still tough, though, isn't it? It really is still tough. It's really brutal And having said all of that, the worst audition I experienced. Yeah, what's yours? Give me yours. Give me yours. (laughs) Um, Which was entirely my fault why I didn't progress but um, I'd just finished doing a brilliant play called Precious Bane and I'd been on tour with it um, I was coming towards the end of that and my agent called me and said how's your singing voice and I was like yeah I'm, I'm alright you know I'm, I'm oh, alright oh, and because um, I hadn't really been up for any musicals and she said okay um, uh, put you up for Mamma Mia they'd like to see you for Sky so this is obviously when I was much younger I was like, yeah, this would be brilliant. I need to challenge myself. I'm young. I want to go have this experience. And I'd never seen Mamma Mia. Um, okay. <laughs> so I got back to London and I thought, right, I'd better go and see it because I had no idea what it was about, really. And I turned up at the box office the night before and there was this young guy behind the box office sort of typing away, slightly superior. And I said, <laughs> hi, can I uh, get a ticket for Mamma Mia tonight? And he was like, have you got an audition? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I have actually, yeah. And he said, um, what for? And I said, oh, Sky. And he looked me up and down and sort of raised his eyes and looked away as if to say, you've got no chance. And so immediately my confidence was knocked. And um, um, and he went, you do realise you've got to have a spray tan for a year. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't know. You went, yeah, sorted, that's fine. I said, oh, well, that's great. I mean, I'm a pale Celt, so that would be a nice advantage of getting the job. Yeah. So I went in and, and saw Mamma Mia. And, you know, it um, obviously a hugely successful show, so I won't comment on my opinion about it. it was, people have done very well out of it. Um, but I, um, I went in and thought, oh, sorry, let's go in. And the audition was at the Prince of Wales Theatre, where the show was on at that time in London's West End, in this big rehearsal room. And... Just put it in contact, I'd been doing, you know, play auditions where generally you walk into the room, there's the director, maybe the casting director, maybe not, yeah. it might just be the director, and yeah. possibly one other person reading. So you generally only like two or three people in the room. My approach is always like, let's break the ice, try and build a relationship, have a nice conversation, ask a little bit about the play and the production, and then you, then you do a read. Mm-hmm. I'd never been into a musical theatre audition. It couldn't have been more opposite. This is like X Factor on speed. Oh, my where you God, walked that's into such this room, a good shout, Rob. Yeah. A big, long desk. There's like 14 people sat behind the desk. You've got producers, choreographers, assistant producers, casting directors, directors, yeah. musical directors, all sat behind this thing. As you say, sometimes going, you know, to 14 and 15 rounds. God knows why yeah. they, they can't make a decision after three. Yeah, exactly. But, but walked in and there's the the accompanist there and you walk in and everyone's sort of chatting away, looking at each other, having laughs, you know, and then they deign to sort of look towards me and go, 
what's your name? Yeah. And like, uh, uh, Rob Shaw Cameron. All right, thank you. And they carry on laughing and, <laughs> and yeah, oh god, and telling their stories. It's like you're not, you haven't even arrived in the room. No. So I tottered oh, over to the piano, gave my music, you know, and, and I'm not accustomed at this sort of stuff. So I've been working really hard on my Lionel Richie song all night long. <laughs> oh, what a banger. So I, I gave it to the uh, company that sort of said where I'm going to start and where I'm finished. And they're like, okay, um, okay, when you're ready. And I just looked up and I froze. I mean, yeah. I totally froze and I set yeah. off. The company started uh, playing. I got the first half of the first line out and then just totally forgot all the words. I was just like absolutely mortified. You could just see them think, what a waste of time this is for us. Yeah. yeah. And so then I sort of like, sorry, can I? I'll I'll start that again if that's all right. And went over, (laughs) just checked the word, the piano, and came out. And then absolutely sort of bluffed my way through a distinctly average version of All Night Long. And then I just got the classic sort of, thank you. Yeah. And with my tail between my legs, went to the piano got a sort of pitiful smile from the accompanist who knew that he'd never see me again. <laughs> oh, bless Handed him. me my music and out I tottered, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, to the rest of the very experienced, very talented musical theatre performers who, as you said before, had their legs up by their ears in the room yeah. outside and were like doing warm... Oh, God, it was mortifying. I mean, mortifying. That, that, it, is just, <laughs> it is just another world. I mean, I've only done three in my life and... Each one of them has been they're very, very intense yeah. musical mm. musical theatre. And I yeah. have such respect for people who can some of the cast members at Evan, they were doing like as we were coming to the end of Evan, you know, doing three or four of these a week. And I'm like, how on earth are you do I mean, it took me months and weeks to get over three rounds of doing Evan, yeah. let alone fifteen of The Lion yeah. King or yeah. these massive big commercial shows. They're they're terrifying. They are, and you know, they're so different to play auditions and tele auditions. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, you know, is that Ken again? Yeah. Is he hoovering? Put it, yeah. put it down, Ken. We're talking. Um, Poor woman's trying to give her. This is me. And <laughs> she's dropped a unicycle, Ken. Get out! Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, yeah well, kudos for one. you to getting through all those rounds and delivering and getting to mm. Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, amazing stuff. Wow. I mean, we have to talk about advert auditions, which is a whole other genre uh, yeah, in its another, own right. Yeah, exactly. Commercials for TV commercials. You know, you go in and these are lotteries where you walk into situations where you see a lot of people who look very like you mm-hmm. waiting in the room because they've got a very specific aesthetic in mind. So you often over the years start bumping into the same the faces same and you have a sort of like, mm. you know... Um, little weird nod at each other as you acknowledge that you're going in. I mean, I remember the two things. <laughs> One was, I don't know if you remember, there was a, a phase of audition, I think it was for like the Toyota Yaris or something, where the whole stick was that people, there were various scenarios where people would see the Yaris drive by and then they pretend it was their car because they wanted to get associated with it. I don't know if you remember, they yeah. were on TV for a little while. And I went up for that. And the audition process, I mean, I don't think they could get away with this anymore, but we went into the audition and the the one that we're doing was uh, someone coming from the beach, you know, with their beach wear. 
um, holding their towels and a Toyota Yaris would drive past the beach and then you'd look to your friends and go, that, that's my car, someone's stolen my car and chase after it down the sort of beachfront. <laughs> so this audition was taking place in London, Soho, at three <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon and I was asked... No. To get get down to my underwear oh my to God. replicate the things so they can see and run through streets of Soho chasing a, a you know an invented imaginary car down the, the side 80s? street in Rob, Soho. That's so stupid. And while someone filmed me, and oh my that's God. what I did for an audition. And that, I mean, I was like, what am I doing? And you have these sort of slightly out of body experiences where you're like. How have I got to this point? Yeah. I'm in my pants going down the street <laughs> yeah. because someone's asked me to, all on the possibility of going up for this thing. How I old were you? I, what year was that? Oh, I was like early 20s or something. So, yeah, I mean, just a couple of years that ago. That is mad. But they, um, uh, <laughs> it was horrific. And I remember calling my agent after that going, I need a break. I can't, yeah. I can't do these because... Well, it's like that ITVX audition, isn't it, where you've got very famous people being asked to yes, sort of do fresh. Yes, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they're like, horrific experiences. They are bad experiences. I mean, and they are lotteries. I've, I've walked yeah. into, you know, you walk into these commercial auditions and I've seen, physically seen casting directors or the director of the commercial turn to the other person in the room and go, no. Hey, yeah. really nice to meet you. Cool. Can you stand on the XBs? And I'm like... Can hell, man! Like, I've just sat in that doing these crappy little bloody forms that you have to fill out with stupid questions on them, and you know all this rubbish. And then you're sitting in there talking to everybody who looks like you, but slightly better looking than you anyway. And then yep. you go in, you're in there for twenty seconds. You have to eat four bars of chocolate, feel sick, leave because you're selling this chocolate bar. Leave that yeah. horrible thing. The thing is, though, they do pay stupidly well, so you kind of have yes. to, don't have to. But I feel like if you do a few of them. If you've had a slow couple of years, yeah. they do sort of kick you back up. I did. I have for, done um, two of them years ago, and they did I did one for PlayStation. I did, did one for PlayStation, yeah, and the pay was amazing. Cool. Yeah. The shoot was horrible. It was like a. Where was it? Was it Black Island Studios in Acton? Oh, I thought it'd be like somewhere glamorous. No, 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 no. I, I, I haven't been abroad for any of them, but it was like. Mm. They'd come. It was like an American thing, and they'd come over here to film it over here because it was cheaper to do it over here. And even the shoots just horrible, very yeah. cold, very, um, you know, you're just not. It's not communal. It's not. Yeah, we're making work. It's just. It's it's really. Oh, it's horrible. Very, they're driven by money and it's and you know because yeah, the brands stuff. are really there and very specific. Sorry, James. I was just going to ask. Did you have to put on an American accent then? No, it was for it was for the PlayStation VR headset. And oh. um, it basically was just a closer. <laughs> I mean, it's. I hope to God, it's disappeared from the internet because I remember watching it going. <laughs> it's like me with with a pair of tights over my head as a robber, like stealing something. So as I'm taking taking the mask off, it then cuts to me taking the VR headset off. So um, you were cast in order that your face wasn't shown, just to be clear. So yeah, exactly. Get, hey, man, the paycheck, I'd have done a, I'd have done a lot more <laughs> if they needed it. Um, but I, yeah, um, it's, it's just grim, they're grim places. Do you remember uh, there was a series of adverts for WKD Wicked Drinks where it was a group mm. of lads sort of on holiday in places and they were all drinking and there was a whole series of them. And I, the two of the lads, it was a successful little series of adverts and two of the lads... Uh, needed replacing and I went in for the audition and I got recalled and I got down to the last three for to pick two from nice. and we were all in the same room at the same time 
I knew I wasn't going to get it because I was about a foot taller than the the other two, and I thought this doesn't this isn't going to look right. Like a lot of these things, you know, you're improving and doing stuff, and I thought it went quite well, but. Anyway, I got penciled as everyone does at these you things, penciled, and, then you, yeah. and then then you don't actually get the job. Yeah, just to really cruelly make you feel that you're going to get it. <laughs> but um, so a couple of days later, I'm walking through Soho again, and you know when you walk past someone and you sort of recognise each other, but you don't quite know where, and you sort of do that sort of awkward little look at each other, and then you walk past again. I did that with a guy, and then we sort of both turned around and looked at each other again and stopped, and I said, I, "Do I know you?" And he was like, "Um." Oh, yeah, um, WKD audition. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's right. And it was one of the other you know, two lads uh, had been in the in the final recall. I was like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, oh, oh yeah, good to see you. How's it going? And he was like, yeah, good. We're, we're just going, we're about to leave to go film now, actually. And I turned around and looked beyond him. I just walked past the studio building, you know, the offices of the company that we're making yeah. it in Soho, and gathered outside the room were the other a- actors, this is on the street, so the production group all just waiting with their suitcases to get into taxis to go to Heathrow to fly to South Africa for two weeks oh, to shit. make this advert for £20,000 or whatever. And so I looked, saw them all and had to go, oh, oh hi, hi, <laughs> hi, yeah, oh, good good to see you all, yeah, have, have a sa- great sa- time. Sa- 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 South Africa, <laughs> South Africa was it? South Africa. Oh, oh super, no, yeah, oh, all the best, yeah, take care. And then sort of turned around and died inside as I walked <laughs> off. Just cried as he walked into yeah. Brett. <laughs> oh, God, it was just horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's grim. It's just, it's uh, <laughs> anyway, we should go because Sam Tutty's arrived and he's asked me to, if he can saw me in half, for Saturday, so I better go get into the lycra. Oh, fair enough. God, Sam's struggling, isn't he? <laughs> no, anything <laughs> these days. Um, all right, lads. See you later on. See you later. All the best. See you Bye. later, guys.